I feel like I've quoted this book now in our lives at least seven times. So I will say that it has opened my eyes. Welcome to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303 and You. We are a team of four non-financial advisors who are exploring a revolutionary new financial approach that goes beyond money to prioritize your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Through weekly meetings and engaging podcasts, we strive to help you improve all aspects of your well-being as well as ours. Come join us on this journey of growth and self-improvement because at 303 and U, we believe true wealth extends beyond dollars and cents. Happy learning. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Learn With Us. Today, we're going over The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. We're going, getting a little off schedule and skipping right to the end. After further review of the book, we've realized that through the next couple chapters, which is 6 through 10, if you've been staying along with us, it's very repetitive and it's a bunch of self-help that you should really go over if you're very interested, but it's very hard for us to explain on this podcast. But after reading, we've realized that Eleven has a lot of why we even wanted to get into this book to begin with. Yeah, there's a few good pointers in there. So if you're ready, let's get right into it. The first little part, the first little part I'd like to go over is rerouting your emotions the paragraph goes next time you feel irritated sad or lonely or some other less than extreme emotion take a deep breath put everything else aside for a few minutes and decide to dive into this rerouting exercise if you're feeling any emotion now or can conjure one up you can also jump in at this point step one is breathe into it honor that you are feeling this way for a reason and intend to hold on to it until you can decipher its message whatever that may be what I got out of that was that you need to figure out why you're, like, if it's your kid doing something and it's starting to just send you right over the edge and you realize that it's absolutely ridiculous, maybe, you know, like, why is that angering me? Well, maybe that's because, you know, your dad used to yell at you for it or your grandpa always hated you doing that, so you're bringing that back out on them because you weren't allowed I get what you're saying. I understand I understand what you're going with. Find the source of where the anger is coming from. Right. Point, yeah, see past the anger into what the actual reason is. I get you. Well, <laughs> we should have just kept reading. Number two. Attempt to recognize what it is you're feeling. If you can't tell, read through the emotions on the emotion code chart. If still can't identify the feeling, you can use the muscle testing to ad- identify it. That's to go along with what we were just saying, that you need to find it still. It's got to be deeper than anger. That's the point of the chart, if you don't remember who was that. You're not angry. You might be frustrated. You might be, I can't think of the other words, but it's a lot deeper than just mad, just angry. There's other words to describe it. Number three is see if you can feel pain or any other sensation happening in your body as it may be related. That's cool to test the theory of, if it really does build up in certain areas. Number four is analyze how you arrived at this feeling. Did it come out of the blue? Are you reacting appropriately to some situation? Does it seem like an overreaction? Remember that you may not have a clear perception of this, and that is okay. I know this is a dramatic example, but you're allowed to be afraid of a bear attacking you, but you need to figure out why you're so afraid of being a home alone. Like, (laughs) those are two different, you know, there's a rational fear and then there's sitting home alone thinking someone's going to rob you like figure out where that's coming from yeah I, yeah you definitely need to 
get a grip on what's realistic and what's not. <laughs> not to be rude, but <laughs> just to put it bluntly. Just say, you're still allowed to feel. It's appropriate. Yeah, and number five is give yourself permission to feel this emotion and understand the message that it brings. Clearly, I need to just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next is find out if there is a trapped emotion contributing to or creating your current feeling. If there is, clear the emotion. Repeat this step as needed until no more trapped emotions are remaining. Which I just want to point out, we didn't really, like, we we didn't go into details on how to clear, to clear trapped emotions because that's something that you need to practice and work on, like, in your own time with yourself. There's so many ways to do it that there's no right way for us to be like, do this and this will help. And we don't have video on this podcast, so that's another thing. Like, it just doesn't, it's just hard to explain. But get the book and you can teach yourself how to clear your emotions if you're into this. We'll go right into number seven. Analyze your feelings again. Breathe deeply. Is that feeling still there? If it feels like it's like you're experiencing a different emotion, jump back to step two. If it feels like it's still there, continue to step eight. Thank your body and subconscious mind for communicating with you. Honor the emotion you are experiencing. Give yourself permission to let old habits fall away and choose positive emotions instead. Number nine is decide how you want to feel instead. Higher vibrational replacements are such emotions as compassion, tolerance, and curiosity. Ten is, if needed, create thoughts that align with the emotion you have chosen. For example, if you want to feel curiosity, you might say to yourself, I wonder how I can better help him understand what I want. And eleven is, if you are able to grasp this, you have successfully rerouted an emotional experience. It may feel awkward and clunky at first, but the more times you repeat this, the better at it you'll get. Eventually, it will be automatic. I like this little quote here. It says, Making a conscious choice instead of allowing old subconscious patterns to run you is choosing to evolve and grow. It makes me think of when we were talking about the people who always just say, Oh, well, that's just who I am. It's like, no, you know you have this problem. Why aren't you fixing it? That's what I got out of that quote. The next little part is about forgiveness and divine will. He quotes Buddha and says, Anger will never disappear so long as thoughts of resentment are cherished in the mind. Anger will disappear just as soon as thoughts of resentment are forgotten. I like the one where it says, Be willing to let others be wrong. It's a hard thing because as you fix yourself, you realize how many people are still broken and don't care. And it it's almost it angers me a little. You're like, Why aren't you working on yourself? I'm trying to. So it's something I have to learn to accept. (laughs) He says acceptance is realizing that we have no control over anyone in this way. We can only decide how we want to feel now. Well, my final thoughts on the book. It definitely took a turn that I wasn't ready for. (laughs) That's my first thought. But beyond that, I feel like I've quoted this book now in our lives at least seven times. So I will say that it has opened my eyes my emotions or everyone else's even where they're coming from why they're doing it it's made it easier for me to where like someone's cutting you off on the road i can be like man what's that guy's problem he's probably having a horrible day i hope he has a better one like instead of being like oh you want to race because that's what i used to do (laughs) definitely wish we knew someone who was more of a uh, expert on this particular subject because it is really cool to think about but I couldn't put a lot of it into practice because what we did was 
a little, I didn't know if I was biased the whole time or what was working and what wasn't. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's hard to know whether or not it was me or my emotions that were answering the tests that I was doing. But besides that, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed learning about it, and it's like it's very interesting. I definitely recommend if you have time. It's a little bit of a longer book, but a lot of it is just story, so you could probably skip through. Yeah, like honestly, it, like the majority of it is is really just examples and stories from Doctor Nelson. And lots of his patients, because this is like a reamp of his original book. Yeah. The copy we have, anyways. His final paragraph says, When I was a young man, I had a profound spiritual experience in which I learned that our Creator is real and loves us all. He is our Father, He lives, and He is real. We are His spirit children, brothers and sisters, in a very literal sense. Prayer has been an essential key for me in understanding who we as human beings really are, how our bodies really function, how to correct problems, and how to heal. It has been my custom to say a silent prayer for guidance before attempting to help anyone who has come to me for treatment. Many times I have received understanding and inspiration that was beyond my own. I am grateful for this help and I give credit to God for it. I strongly encourage you to ask for divine help in all areas of your life and especially in your attempts to help others. God will be there for you. You have only to believe and be grateful that he is helping you. In case you are not sure how to pray or what format you might follow, I will share with you what has worked for me. I simply start by addressing God, usually by saying Heavenly Father or Father in Heaven. I next thank Him for the opportunity I have had to help this person I am trying to help. And then I ask Him for His help to do this and for His insight and guidance. I close my prayer by saying, In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. The word Amen simply means, So be it. God bless you on your journey to getting well yourself. I hope that you will help many others along your way. I know that you can. I think that's a perfect way to end this week. I think that was cute. (laughs) I just think that's a really interesting way to end a book. Well, it may be the end of that book, but you know what that means. We get to start another one. We're going to go over Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad's Guide to Becoming Rich Without Cutting Up Your Credit Cards. Hmm. Sounds very interesting. We have done him before if you're just joining us or if you've been here from the beginning. But yeah, this Rich is Dad, a Poor part Dad two. Was good. This was either part two or three or four. We're not really sure where it connects in his line of books, but it looked like the next perfect one for us. So I hope everybody will join us then. All right, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and found it both informative and entertaining. Please stay connected with us and continue the conversation on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also catch us on most podcast platforms and catch up on previous episodes. If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like us to explore in the future, we'd love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at 303 u at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends and family if you've enjoyed what you've heard. We will be back next week with more engaging topics and insightful conversations. Until then, take care, stay curious, and happy learning.